Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. 2021 NFL playoffs deliver again. We have two great AFC and NFC championship games. Stanford Steve joined to help us break down what happened, what went down. Big thank you to everyone who tuned into the live stream, watched Chris making Dr. Facts and myself react to these games. After we do the recap with Steve, we'll talk some uh, Tom Brady retirement theories Odell's impact on the Rams, Jimmy G's next destination, and is the NFL rigged? Came up during the live stream a little bit. We'll talk about it. Love is love. Enjoy. Good morning if you had the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. 80-1 to was the odds to start the season, uh, and you're staring down the the barrel of that possibility. Maybe you had a wild hair, wanted to light some money on fire, or maybe you're a Bengals fan, which makes you extra special, Uh, just like Kyle Guy. Shout out to Kyle Guy. Shout out to uh, Jerry Springer, dude. We totally forgot to mention him when we did all the celebrity guests, so... If you're a Bengals fan, like, fuck, I know you're, you're probably not listening to this pod. Like, you're hungover. You're not listening to podcasts in the morning. Like, Bengals fans are not listening to podcasts in the morning. And for you, and I'll get to you Rams fans, okay? For you Bengals fans, you poor fucks, you're, you, like, no, you can't be the cool hipstery team anymore if you win the Super Bowl. Okay, these are the rules. You know, you, you had only like a year window being that cool hipstery team. Only two NFL teams are undefeated in the conference championship game in the Super Bowl era. The Giants are 5-0, and and the Bengals are now 3-0. and Incredible, incredible. So when you guys get there, you tend to have good luck. 
You know, you, you had only like a year window being that cool hipstery team. A year ago, the Bengals four win team. Nobody cared outside Cincinnati. They were laughing stock. Cleveland won the, the big playoff game against the Steelers. Monkey was off their back. The state of Ohio, it was like this sad thing. You lose Joe Burrow to an ACL. You watch the Browns win. And now the Browns have got to deal with either rooting for uh, the Bengals or Odell Beckham Jr. So this is a big win. You're strutting around in Cincy. Um, you're definitely hungover. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're a Bengals fan, because Bengals fans, I know you're just, as we record this at 11 o'clock at night, Sunday night, as the smoke clears, like y'all are fucking drunk right now. You're all drunk. And you poor fucks have waited long enough, so I don't blame you. Catch up on the podcast later in the week. The Rams, man, and I'm going to put aside my feelings as a big brother. My, my brother Kyle lost today, uh, plays for the Chiefs. I am super bummed. I am definitely bummed. That was a hard... A hard deal, but I'm a professional read, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna execute tonight. We're I'm gonna get us in, get us out. We're gonna have an, an airtight podcast. We got Stanford Steve coming up. We'll we'll break down the two big games. We'll look ahead a little bit to the Super Bowl. But I had to start and say hello to the Bengals. So hello Cincinnati, and hello to Sam Hubbard sitting on an airplane right now. Big bopper sitting on an airplane. Hopefully you got a drink in your hand. I don't know what Zach Taylor's rules are, but if you can't drink after winning on the road down after being down 21-3 at Arrowhead, like you don't deserve to win the Super Bowl. So you should be celebrating and for a guy like Hubbard, Ohio boy, fucking making big plays. Joe Burrow, Ohio boy, making big plays for the home state. This team has a lot of magic on their side. And then on the other side, you got this team that's kind of like the evil empire. They kind of bought their team, right? They burned draft capital. They went out and got the big players. Like Jalen Ramsey seems like a Ram now, but I remember the the time where you were like, he's not supposed to be on the Rams. Like he's a Jaguar. Like they sent too many picks. It's unfair. You can't just trade your whole team to get the best players in the game. And then they said, certainly they can't win doing this. They lose Todd Gurley. You bring in Matt Stafford. You know, you upgrade team was in the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago with Jared Goff. You upgrade to Matt Stafford. You trade for Von Miller. You've already got Aaron Donald. This team is like the Monstars a little bit. And this other team's like uh, they're underdogs. I feel like this team on the other side in Cincinnati has that underdog swagger. So it's going to be really interesting. It's a cultural clash. I'm pretty sure nobody in LA would touch Skyline Chili, right? <laughs> right. Um, Can't go close to it. I think people's diets are different. I think their hobbies are different. I think they're their clothes are different. Their cars are different. Cincy to, to LA. This is going to be a really interesting uh, culture clash. I don't know what the culture of the Rams really is. I mean, they were on silent count, right? Mm -hmm. Today at home. So pretty wild. And I'm actually, all things considered, pretty excited about the Super Bowl. It's different. And no matter who wins it, you're going to have this ridiculous storyline. You, you got Joe Burrow, two years in, savior, and resurrects a, a franchise that has a really rich history, a la the Bears, right? A lot of parallels there, but not a lot of winning if you're a 35-year-old adult in your adult life. So, holy shit. And then on the other side, Matt Stafford could win a Super Bowl. I'm going to talk about some of the, the legacy impacts that you might have missed after Steve, but let's get to Stanford Steve in a second. I want to I want to give you a layup line here. Ever since I was a young boy, Pinball Wizard, okay, by The Who, because I went to an arcade this weekend, Nate. 
Oh, nice. And it was lit. Yeah. It, I, it was really lit. It's called Decades. Yeah, I've been meaning it's in to check it out. Okay, anybody who gets an opportunity that's around our age to go to an arcade should absolutely take that opportunity. Go back. You'll feel like you're on drugs in a good way. Like the dopamine hit that you had as a kid, it's a lot less heavy-handed. Me and my girlfriend's like date, playing Halo. Me and my girlfriend's date night is the bowling alley yeah. and we hit the arcade. It feels like being a kid again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took Waylon, I took Luke, my lovely w wife went. That place was great setup. I was playing Cruising USA with Waylon. <laughs> nice. Like full circle. In fact, he he hit a cow and it just exploded. <laughs> if you remember and I was like, "Damn, I don't remember that." In Cruising yeah. USA, if you ran over some an animal like a kangaroo in the outback. It's somewhat graphic. Yeah, it's very graphic. There's yeah. fucking there's hunks of meat flying at the windshield. <laughs> I could and Waylon didn't even react, bro. The graphics were too bad. He had no idea what it was. I can in uh, I, seventh grade, I won the Cruising USA arcade machine. You know how when you get first place, you get like a free run? Yeah. Six times in a row. No way. <laughs> yeah, my mom took a picture of me at the arcade. People were mad yeah. at you. Yeah. Like adults were waiting to, this is 2022, <laughs> adults were like... There was a guy in a Saints jacket that was just standing there waiting for uh, for for Cruising USA. He had to be fifty years old. And, oh. and listen, I don't blame him. That guy, fifty years old, early two thousands, late nineties, like Cruising USA was a dope thing to sit at with a beer for hours at like a Dave and Buster's. That game has not fallen off. That game is like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> okay, and like where Goldeneye is like insert somebody you think didn't age well. I should have mentioned this earlier, didn't I? Or I was going to mention this during the live stream. I had my 25th birthday party at Decades. We rented out Decades, me and my two buddies. Oh, wow. Rented out Decades. It was Brad, Rad, and Chad's 25th birthday party. We had like two or 300 people. Hold on a second. And I, I invited about 10 of those people, and my two other friends were pretty popular and they had like 140 each. <laughs> but you were fucking really. But I was there. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, you're Brad. That's sick. That's fucking funny though. That's Decades weird. has been there for six they, years. They had just opened. That's this. Well, they've been there for three years. Because I feel like I'm three <laughs> years too late. I'm going back. Like when I found out they're not open during the weekday, I was bummed. Mm -hmm. Like when I announced to my kids, I'm like, listen, we will be back, but so will I. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we will be back, but you will be at school and I will be at the arcade. So <laughs> Waylon, I need it's you to only understand open that. on weekdays or weekends. Weekend. Weekends. Sorry. And this was, they had just opened and they wanted to promote the fact that you could rent the place out. So yeah. we were like the first group to well, rent, rent it out. It's incredible. I'd like to rent that awesome. out and do a green light, but like a field trip. I want to get a bus out front that mm -hmm. all six of us, if making can make it, <laughs> get on the bus and we ride like half a mile to decades. Like we'll get a quick <laughs> Listen, bus. I am like confident school. that I'm probably. We're not going to Williamsburg. We're going to the fucking I, arcade. I am confident that I'm probably better than everyone in like, like most arcade video games. Well, we'll find out, won't we, at the field trip? I want you guys to know, this is going to be like when we do this field trip, it's not going to be a situation like where you guys, like, you know, Steve Spagnolo took us see Invictus in the middle of training <laughs> camp, and I always tell that story, and, you know, it was like last minute, hey, guys, change of plans today, and we're like, we're off, nope, got to go to the movies as a team to get closer. I don't want it to be one of those situations where you're like me sitting in the front row with a bad back like Matt Damon's accent sucks. I need y'all to be... I need y'all to be all the way in on this uh, on this trip. And if you're not, you gotta tell me because I don't want any bad juju in, in decades. The arcade. This is yeah. a sacred place for me. 
I want to feel like a kid again. I'm in. Okay. And all right. No, but you have to to sleep on it, guys. (laughs) Sleep on it. Okay. So another thing, uh, part two of this layup line announcement, which has gone long, and we'll get to Steve in a second. I promise you guys. I know you're like, well, football. I'm like, usually we talk about 16 (laughs) games. There were only two of those motherfuckers. Hey, Pinball Wizard by The Who. That's the uh, the layup line song. Okay. Number one, pinball's awesome. I might play it more late in my life than when I was younger. I do not get the who. <laughs> I don't get the who. That's my admission, dude. Did you enjoy their Super Bowl performance a couple years ago? I don't enjoy any Super Bowl performances. <laughs> I, I I faintly heard Lady Gaga when I was in the Super Bowl, like through the walls. Mm-hmm. I think that was the the Atlanta Super Bowl. Yep. I could hear over Bill giving us a halftime speech about how we were going to make the biggest comeback in like NFL history. I could hear Lady Gaga, but I'm not a who guy. <laughs> Is anybody here a Who guy, Kingston? Are you a Who guy? No, they never really did it for me. Isn't that funny, though? A lot of people swear the Who is like, they're the better version of, I don't know, Led Zeppelin or something. Who? I don't know. (laughs) There's a few people. There's a hive. Are there really? There's a hive. If you're in the Who hive and you think that the Who, the Who hive, that the Who are better than Led Zeppelin, the Beatles even, I know I'm not putting them in the same category, but any of these, they're just not. The Who? Yeah, Mike Jones. Who are you talking? About? Who are you talking about? There's a band called The Who. <laughs> I will say, um, Bob O'Reilly's one of the best songs ever made. What genre? Eminence Front, I think, is Eminence my Front favorite fucking one. Fucking rocks. Yep. What genre? Eminence Front, but the de- uh, it's rock and roll. It's like yeah. Brit- British rock. It's mm-hmm. like from the back in the day, sixties, seventies, eighties. I'm not saying I don't like them. They're a you, little you like classic rock radio for me. Is that? Uh, I hope that's not too controversial. See, um, what I'm doing is I'm hitting you with a controversial take to dizzy you, and then we're going to fire off some bad football takes, and you'll still be reeling. Do you like you won't Pete, even notice. Pete Townsend at all? He, he Let My Love Open open the Doors. I'm a big fan of that song. Also, he has one of the best guitar-destroying videos of all time. Well, listen, I'm all for that, and I would love <laughs> to see that. But I'm just saying, you know, like The Who, I don't get it, and if anybody out there is mad, I'm sorry. But I just had to get that off my chest. That could change. At one point, I didn't get the Beatles. It's a little late in life. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Steve, and then we'll, uh, we'll give you the rest of our thoughts on the way out of Stanford, Steve. Your favorite game's back. How yeah. long is this? 15 inches. It's 15 inches on the nose. Look at that. I'm back. Unbelievable. Oh, I want to be as good at anything as you are at this. We've all got that oddly specific thing that we're good at, but no one's great at everything. Fiverr connects you to best in-class freelancers with experience in hundreds of digital specialties and every skill imaginable to help you with any project. From data wizards that can turn spreadsheets into insights to voice actors that can bring scripts to life, and everything in between. Here at Greenlight, Fiverr has been a great resource for finding really talented people. Look, Fiverr is really easy to use and brings you a global network of on-demand freelance talent. Find out what you're looking for instantly. No more guessing games. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. No negotiating needed. Fiverr has a network of quality talent that you can count on. The great thing is Fiverr's platform is flexible enough to accommodate and manage the ebb and flow of business. Find a freelancer with the specific skills you need for your next project. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code, Greenlight. Find all the digital services you need in one place at Fiverr.com. F-I-V-E-R-R.com. 
code GREENLIGHT. Again, it's Fiverr.com. Code GREENLIGHT. Yo, dude, what, I, what did we just see? I mean, in the early game. Let's start with the early game because I'm still <laughs> reeling. Kyle's season's over. That was a big bummer, but it's hard to hate Joe Burrow. I mean, it's hard for me to hate him and hate the Bengals. Like, are you in shock? I am. I am. I just keep saying it's my the whole NFC championship game. I just kept saying the Bengals are going to the freaking Super Bowl. The Bengals. Yeah. Um, and just the way they did it, Chris, I think it that's what that's what was pretty amazing to me because obviously they go up, Chiefs are up 21-3, right? And the Bengals get a huge touchdown to, to make it 21-10. But as soon as they score, what do you say? Oh, shit, there's too much time on the clock for Mahomes to score before the half. So in order for Cincinnati to get back in the game, they had to score when they did. They had to not give up points yep. before the half. They somehow get that done. Mm-hmm. Then Chiefs get the ball to start the third. They get a stop then. And then all of a sudden, they got the ball, they get a field goal, and then an interception. It's like, holy shit, like this is going to happen. We got, we're going to have a tie game here. They're, and yeah, by yeah. then, I just think that the Bengals, I mean, the, the two defensive ends just did a great job. I don't, I don't think they changed much. I just think they just got after Kansas City's asses. And, and Mahomes was a little off, and you saw that with a couple throws to start the third quarter. Uh, but – I mean, the moxie that the, the Bengals have had to had to go on and beat the Titans last week and this week just shows me a ton. And, um, I mean, all credit to them. I, I love the Chiefs going into this game. I couldn't have been more wrong about this game. Uh, so, I, I just – it's it, it's time to celebrate the Bengals because this is this is just an awesome, awesome story ride. And and I'm just happy for all their, the, the guys on their team, their fans. Like, it's just awesome. The Bengals are going to the freaking Super Bowl. When you're right, you're down 21-3, and you almost can't believe that Kansas City would blow two leads like this to the same mm-hmm. team, let alone lose them twice – in the same year, um, they got to get that figured out. I mean, this has been a, a thing with Andy for a couple of years now. I mean, like you had the Tennessee game as well. That was predated Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, they got to finish. And the, the team on the other end that we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, they found a way to finish, and they haven't done that uh, well the last couple months, the Rams, especially against the Niners. But the, the Chiefs were not finishers today. And I do think what Cincy did in the second half uh, was actually kind of clever. They made sure Patrick Mahomes had to sift through a lot of shit mm-hmm. to be able to make decisions and like flooding the zones and adding Hubbard late and that type of stuff. And Trey Hendrickson made some big plays. But how about Joe Burrow like actually making me not sound like an idiot comparing him to Tom Brady? Okay. <laughs> Joe Burrow, I mean, he completely changed the belief in that locker room. You can tell watching oh. this team, they're unflappable. For them to go on the road, and beat the Chiefs. This is a team with no college credits, and they 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 pass uh, the highest level of whatever your major is. They walk in, they pass it, the exam. That's going to Kansas yeah. City. That's going to Arrowhead. When you've already beat them once this year, fucking going down 21-3 and then beating them. This is a big boy team. They grew up. I don't know when they grew up, but they, they have the maturity of a team that's been together for 10 years. 4-11 and in 2020, and Burrow overcame that pick. Early late, in the fourth. Yeah, late in the game. Yep. Overcame that pick. The defense came right out, had a three and out by the Chiefs, and then yep. he takes them on that long field goal drive. The third, the, the, He had that third and seven where mm-hmm. he tucked the ball and ran. Yep. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this guy's just cool. Even at the end of the game, the second and eight, 
that I think he hit Higgins on that basically puts them in field goal range. Yeah. These are just the big moments that he doesn't seem bothered by. Mm-hmm. And I know we say it every week, but this is who he is now. Uh, and obviously one more big game, but just to be here is incredible for them. What did you think about the decision to score a touchdown or try to score a touchdown and get the ball to, I think it was Tyreek Hill in the flat uh, uh, yeah. before the half? I, I'm a I'm a I'm a guy that's about getting points, Chris. There, you know, you're getting the ball to start the second half. I'm happy getting three. And when they threw the ball, when he throws the ball at the feet of Tyreek on the first play, where they try and you know run the rub route and they don't get it, I'm like, all right, they're they're going to kick a field goal. And then it's just like, wait, what? All right, this feels really greedy that they're going to do this. And then Mahomes throws the ball short of the line of scrimmage in play. And then you see he's asking for a timeout, and they don't have any. Like, right. it's just I don't know if you realize the situation there, which makes you you know think a lot about about being in there. If, if your quarterback doesn't know the situation and you're going for it, like that's a that's a big spot that ended up catching up with them. Um, yeah, that I, I actually want to be fair because I, I could nod along, and in hindsight, you would be right. But I was sitting here during the live stream saying I like taking the points, basically because. You've already learned that it's not enough against this team. You know, the mm-hmm. Bengals, like, they're kind of like the way people were afraid of Kansas City. Your Texans, Bill O'Brien, let down a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, this is now this team. They, they've showed this on paper. So anybody gets a lead on this team in the playoffs or anywhere else, nothing's safe. So I like taking the points. And I also felt like you had good matchups the way you've been playing. But obviously, great play by Eli Apple, who oh. I think just interfered in the end zone. So mm-hmm. he's, they're down there. Technically, it's his fault that they're down there. For him and Hendrickson to make that vice tackle, basically Hendrickson running flat to meet him there, uh, it's, a, it's an incredible play and one that people might not talk about, but that was the game right there. For them not to get points there, they were a completely different team coming out in the second half. Yeah, and that starts with Mahomes doing a couple overthrows and just looks sloppy. And I'll tell you, another huge play was the Hendrickson sack yeah. after Kansas City gets the interception. Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting here, you know, after the game and wondering, did the Bengals do anything different? This, you know, we're going back. Scott's in here. Uh, Tim Hasselbeck. And I just, it felt like they let the defensive ends for me get upfield. Where at the beginning in the game, they were trying to that that, that control rush where yeah. they were trying to keep Mahomes in the pocket. Yeah. But, the biggest difference to me was they got 15 on the ground. Yeah. You know, that third down, he goes five-step drop, and he doesn't even get to scramble. Like, you never see him take five-step drop, and he gets sacked in the pocket. Never. Well, we talked about this before, dude, and I don't know when the last time we hit it was, but I feel like there was a point where it changed from the longer Mahomes has the ball, it scares the shit out of you, to to now the longer he has the ball, it scares you if you're actually a Chiefs fan because – that's what the Bengals made him do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, take time, get greedy, like mm-hmm. look for a better window, look for a better gain because you're like, fuck it, there's three rushers, but that can change in a heartbeat when somebody like Hubbard, you know, runs up from five yards off the line yeah. and he's kind of the whole defender and he has carte blanche to add late. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mahomes almost gets this kind of, he sees red and then he's going to go for it all, however long it takes. And the windows can close quick. So rushing him smart. Just letting yeah. him, you know, yeah. making Mahomes, knowing where he can't go, don't let him roll out right and throw a fucking piss missile for 40 yards. But anywhere else, yeah, like buy some time. Yeah, make him have to flood the zone and think through it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just, 
Again, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. (laughs) Mahomes during the season averaged 2.84 time to throw. Today, 3.3. Yep. Yeah, make him process, and it's not that he can't process. He just wants it all, and eventually he's going to make mistakes. And that, and 92 made a huge play, right? But, you know, 92 played well last week. DJ Reader played well last week. Those guys inside, and the Bengals' defense as a whole, have stepped up in really big spots. First couple plays of overtime, you know, creating turnovers, you know, today. And Mahomes, as much as people want to make it about, like, hey, Mahomes didn't get it done in crunch time. He did not. On top of that, he got his own fumble back in the red zone. That was almost like they almost didn't even make it to overtime. So this was a really bad collapse. But I will tell you, you know, he's young. Aaron Rodgers laid an egg this, you know, this weekend, this past weekend. It happens. I think we got way out ahead of it. We kind of do this thing where a guy wins when he's young and you say, how many more is he going to win? Yeah. And everybody, yeah. like, if you take the under on four Super Bowls, you're a hater. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, kind of is against the grain kind of take. Yeah. The kind that our friend Ryan Rosillo can't wait yep. to make. But he's <laughs> right, or whoever it is making that, that call is right, because there's so many things that have to happen for you to get there year after year. Tom, the guy that just retired or didn't, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to ask you about that, mm-hmm. uh, he set the bar too high for these elite quarterbacks. No doubt. No doubt. And and I'll tell you what, you know, Burrow, the cockiness, the edge, the the audacity, whatever you want to talk about him. You don't think he had enough motivation all week? All we talked about was Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is yeah. the next Manning Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and he's yeah. just sitting there like, man, they're counting me out again. <laughs> Count me out again. And this and, is good uh, for that rivalry. It's good for the NFL. No like I know I know a lot of people, and Roger Goodell has to be thrilled with the way these games have turned out the entire huh. back half of the playoffs, especially, but like huh. they're just printing money. Like, you know, as far as Joe Burrow's concerned in the Mahomes rivalry, if Mahomes wins this game, there's not a rivalry. No. This rivalry just got spicy for a couple years. So pretty great game. It sucked for me watching, but great win for Bengals fans. I think the Bengals, oh. Bengals fans, you know, they've been there before. They want to win the whole damn thing. I don't think they're happy to be there in Cincinnati. I do also say, I mean, it kind of goes uh, by the wayside because it's a, co- a kick in overtime that wins the game. Yeah. But the two kicks, I mean, McPherson to take the lead in the fourth, that's 52. And that's down. I mean, it, it gets inside the upright, but that's a monumental kick. And then Bucker comes mm-hmm. in. And, you know, think he's got a chip shot and Mahomes loses 15 yards on the sack fumble. And that poor guy's got to come in here. I mean, don't tell me you're not feeling it, knowing that you just lost 15 yardage of real estate on a field goal. But those two kicks uh, were incredible to me. Um, You just it's a tribute to these guys now. Um, You know, I was talking with guys that I was watching uh, the game with, and it's almost like and I never, you know, we don't really spend a lot of time talking kickers, but it almost is because I hated the extra point rule when they moved it back. Yeah, Um, I just thought it was stupid. It's extra points and extra point always will. And I think it's, it, I think it's made these guys dial in more. I think it's, I think it's put a lot more on the kicker's shoulders. And now you're seeing the best of the best come through. Um, so I, I think they deserve and they a lot of credit him. for those situations. And yeah. they draft them. So continuing to look really smart, like everything mm-hmm. they're doing looks so fucking smart, and they can go get protection for this guy. Yep. Now, now looking ahead, we'll do that in a second. But I do think Joe Burrow looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket this week. You know, we talked about the plays he made with his legs. Uh, but in general, obviously, he didn't get sacked five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, 
Chris Jones, Frank Clark, all those guys. Ingram, really good players. Ingram had a big rush today. But as a group, they don't rush as well as Tennessee did with the four man. That's no. what can get that's it's like the Brady thing. You know, you gotta get mm -hmm. pressure with four. That's the cliche. I mean, like you literally have to rush with four to beat mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. And you mm -hmm. gotta do it really well. And and the team they're playing in the Super Bowl, they can do that. That's uh, my one big concern yeah. if I'm yes. a Bengals fan. Um, totally, totally in agreement. I'm sure we'll talk about yep, that yep, later. Yep. So and so real fast, you yeah. mentioned the your Brady Joe Burrow comp. Burrow now joins Brady as the only two quarterbacks yeah. to beat Mahomes in a rematch game. Who's laughing now? Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> fucking social from earlier this year that everybody shit on on the Blue Wire. Uh, go to the Blue Wire Instagram and just flood that comment box and tell them how smart I am and need to give me a fucking raise. Okay, all right. So I was joking about the raise, but I will take it. All right, Stafford. Oh My God, dude. I mean, he got blasted a couple times during this game. You know, like true to form, coming out with the win in a game where he just got peppered. That was like kind of it's his Nine career. Hits, I mean, sacks. like he's just been getting hit for a decade, and uh, and on the biggest stage on his way to the Super Bowl, he had to get tattooed. Uh, let's go with the first half. Ran. I go back and look at it, and you're like, "Wait, the Niners are winning?" Yeah. And I go, and I went back and looked at halftime. The Rams had 14 first downs at halftime. Yeah. You know, that 97-yard drive, I think they got four third-down conversions. They end up going 11 for 18 on third downs for the day. Mm -hmm. The first play of that 97-yard drive, they lose Higby, who I thought was going to be a huge factor for them today, and, and they do it. I mean, Cooper Cup, time and time again, I, it's just amazing to me how good he is on third downs. You know they want to get him the ball, and they're mixing up the way they're going to play him defensively. He wins his release every single time. He gets he gets on the right shoulder for a touchdown um, on the pseudo wheel route where he knows yeah. he has to get outside, and they're playing him outside because he has to leave the, the, the rub route, or I should say the throwing alley for Stafford, yeah. uh, and that makes the score 17-14. Um, but then... It, and like every right time there. he's in bunch, every time he's in yeah. the bunch, you know he's it's going to him, or they're doing some stupid shit like the the look away screen. Yeah, that the was, game they got blown I up. I didn't but, like that one. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, you're right. We sit it's, here all day. We say this more than anything, and I'm not like, how does he get so open? It's a marriage that really works. It's his really cerebral way of approaching it and finding soft spots and zones and fucking get his release and that sort of thing. He's a great athlete, and McVay's a great coach. You know, he's a yeah. great coach, and this is a. This is a big deal for Sean McVay, not just getting back there, but the road he had to go through. If you'd have told me for him to get back to the Super Bowl, it was going to be on the heels of a six-game losing streak to these guys in your division, your personal friend who's on all the fucking graphics with you, him, LaFleur in Washington. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't let that guy beat you seven times in a row and deny you a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. And he was going to lose a low-scoring game, okay? Which yeah. is even worse for your, you know, your reputation, an offensive coach. So for them to, to come up with this thing, Jaquiski Tart, that yeah. drop, I feel terrible for him. Terrible for him because that's the game there. Yeah. What do you think about the fourth and two? The Niners tried to draw him off, and then they ended up on. So we didn't like that. Uh, Nate had an idea on that fourth and two where they tried to draw him off. Nate doesn't like that in general. Nate, you got an idea? Yeah. Just the fact that they knew they weren't going to go for it. I feel like they should send some people in motion, do something active 
to possibly get them to jump off sides because at least do it exotic. Yeah, do because, all the cute shit you actually do when you're yeah, running. But you because, play. Not, because the I worst case you said he got too cute. He does, but yeah. if, but if you're trying to draw somebody offside, you're not running the play. But the thing about that's it, the worst because the worst the worst do get yeah cute. because the worst case scenario is you get a five yard penalty yes. that you're gonna take anyway. Just. So do something, make a guy jump up and like make the tight end jump up yes. and look like he's going offside but Trent going into motion. Yeah. Right. Everyone put, loves it. Put Trent in motion, which is, has not worked in a month for them. I mean, like, they have not converted on a third or fourth and short in a month getting cute. You know, so, yeah, I, I actually would have liked them to just go for it there. See, I look at it third and one. You run your, your, your play you got in the hopper. You run Trent. You try the split zone. You run the trap behind it with use check, and you got stuffed. And Greg Gaines. Greg Gaines made a play. How about was. him yeah. today? Yeah. That guy was balling. Well, he had um, an offsides that I bet AD looked at him mm-hmm. and gave him the death stare. So it was mm-hmm. like good that he he made yep. some plays. You know what too. he didn't do again? He didn't jump offsides again. No, he didn't do it again. He, he almost he, caught that tipped interception also. That yep. was a hell of an effort. Yep. No uh, question. No, I love Gaines. Uh, he was tremendous today. But I just, the momentum, 17-7, Niners are rolling. Kittle makes a great catch. And then the Rams come down. You have to score there, and they do. And you're right back in it. Um I thought it was funny that I, the the stadium felt silent when they tied the game at seventeen all. <laughs> yeah. um, you're going you're going on a drive to tie the game in the fourth quarter, and you got to go um, silent count. Yep. Um, because of the crowd. Yep. <laughs> Incredible. It, it's kind of like the Georgia Bama thing a little bit to me, Chris. The Rams. Yep. The the only way to get there was to beat the team that you couldn't beat, yep. and you knew you had to do it. They 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 stuffed Elijah Mitchell all day. Uh, I, that was really impressed. Yeah how well the Niners ran the ball the last couple of weeks and they just didn't get that downhill. Even Debo, when he got his tosses on those, on those uh, midline tosses, they, they, they had somebody right at the line of scrimmage and they won. Um, and I thought it was huge. The Rams players getting McVay out of it, uh, got it, getting him out of a jam on those two challenges. Those were awful. Yeah, they were bad. Awful. Survived he, two bad challenges. I mean, yeah. yeah, the last 10 minutes of the game, they didn't have a timeout. Now the and fr- he called one challenge the entire season. And, the, and two today. nobody's going to remember really? that. No, no, for wow. three, yeah. 0 for 3 total. For three. So he's, mm-hmm. he's 0 for on all of his challenges. Yes, and you're not even Don't doing even a lot. Don't even give him so the red flag for you're, the Super Bowl. Right. You're being really, so that's even worse. You're being really discerning and you're missing on the ones mm-hmm. that you've waited all year to call. The first one especially was really yeah. bad. Like I saw where that spot was right here the first time. The mm-hmm. second one. Listen, the ball's on the ground. Not everybody That's had. They, they probably don't have that angle. I, I don't know if somebody upstairs doesn't have That's that. That's just box. him looking at the jumbo trying yeah. to look like, though, where he, he just a, got pretty selfish there. He needs a get back guy for the for the challenges. <laughs> he just needs a get back guy for the Who challenges. Dives and catches Who dives it and catches the, the challenge. Yeah, like Air Bud. <laughs> He's just sitting there next to him, ready. Slow motion. <laughs> he needs an inspector gadget arm. Yeah, you just go pull it. Yes, exactly. So my man is—he he, was—he had a rough day, and surviving that, surviving the pick in the uh, in the red zone at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, which yeah. was a in big deal. Zone. But one of the biggest plays of the game, and I'm going to be stuck on this, not just because I had Kittle over. 50 yards or whatever it was, and they should have got him more involved. Like, the Rams aren't great mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. I got to look mm-hmm. back and see what they did or didn't do to Kittle, but that was something that I feel like they left on the board. Jimmy missed him right off the, the, the First bat. First third down, right down the down scene. Down the scene. And you have memories Brutal. of the Super Bowl, too, yep. three years ago. Memories Brutal. of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. missing some throws. So, these weren't throws that he missed late. I don't hold the pick against him late. I mean, like, 
that just the rush got there and Leonard Floyd blew up the guard that was holding on to Aaron Donald and freed him up. So I'm really, really happy for Aaron. When I interviewed him, and I don't know if you picked this up because you were there. Yep. He really was hurt by that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like that was something that Aaron is like one of the most ultimate competitors, man. Like not just the the greatest football player, but like the greatest competitor I play with. And that guy was wearing it for the better part. I don't think he stopped wearing it. He's not. He's not stopped wearing it. That's why you saw him at the end of the game pointing to his fingers mm-hmm. like that's all he wants now. And hyping up the team on the yep. sideline and then yep. he goes and makes a play. When we did interview him and, and yeah. you guys started talking about that, you could tell because for about five, ten seconds after you asked the question, he just got silent and kind of looked at the ground and gave a big um. Yeah. And when you could tell he was really thinking. Not acting. Weighed, not, not acting Not playing up his disappointment heavy. not to be. I mean, so big big for him, big for Sean McVay, and, and big for Stafford. So like – those three guys, Whitworth, we're not mentioning Whitworth. Whitworth going to play Cincy now. How bizarre is that? Uh, we had an Ebukam uh, revenge game. He mm-hmm. played great in that game, but lost uh, the end for the Niners, who was mm-hmm. in L.A. for a while. There's just a lot of storylines, and you mentioned it. No fucking real like tight ends, although we got something out of that Rams tight end on that one big drive late in the game. Yeah, so I've done it a million times. You're, you're watching your guy do it all week in practice. All right, you're going to hold on to Bosa here, and you're gonna, we're going to give you two screens. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, you're out on an island against that machine. Like, And not only do you have to, sh- to shed him, yeah. you have to maintain your feet because he could just ragdoll you any second throw right. you on the ground, and then the ball gets thrown in the dirt. And to be able to get, get your balance on those on the two huge screens, um, I thought was was incredible. So that's that was awesome uh, to see. I, I'm really uh, seeing what Uzama did against the Titans. I was excited for him today. I thought he had uh, plenty of chances uh, to make some plays. He gets her early, and now the Bengals with two weeks. Like I feel like knowing how key he is in their short passing game. Like, will they maneuver like Higgins? You know, into a, into like a Y open, mm-hmm. you know, a little Y flex yep. uh, to to try and do that because they're not going to be able to hold on to the ball. And that Cincinnati offensive staff is so creative. Uh, you saw it today, and I thought the two point play was great. They motion Taylor off of the nickel to get him onto the strong safety, and then they use Chase as a second option. I, I mean, we called it ninety four combo. It was our two point play for years, and uh, you know Chase is a second option because he just runs to the boundary and, and has an option route there. But Taylor's so good in that role. But to to get him off the nickel and get him on the strong safety, you could see Sorensen's like, oh shit, what am mm-hmm. I going to do here? And that, that's a big play. I mean, tie game right there because then you got to keep chasing if you don't tie it there. Yep. So. Um, I, I thought that was, was the right call too. I thought that was the right call. We we thought yes. that was the right call in the you, studio. You mentioned preparations. So they have two weeks to the Super Bowl. What do you guys think the Bengals' offensive line has to prepare for that Rams defensive front? They didn't fare well against the Titans. How do no, you think it, they're gonna? Well, the number one guy that you got to take away is obviously Aaron. I mean, so yeah. they're gonna slide to him hard, which means somebody's gonna have to win their one on ones. Those guards had the worst PFF grades. The guards are bad. The guards were bad against the Titans. The right tackle wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Left tackle, not so great. So, I mean, the big key is going to be, you know, they could probably help on Vaughn. 
but that right tackle all alone has to win yeah. win rushing. They got to block Gaines and they got they got to block uh, Floyd. But I wouldn't be surprised too to see because these guards are so bad. I wouldn't be surprised to see them sprinkle Vaughn inside for some rushes and things they like that. They can mix things up to get there. Yeah, to say you can line Aaron up anywhere. Yeah, yeah you can, exactly. You can, inside, yeah. outside, and they and have two weeks to 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 plan out a bunch of looks yeah. that no one's seen or they haven't used the entire year. And how about and this, guys? We're we're two weeks away from the the hot shot guy who got the job in in LA. Great year in a lot of ways, but a disappointing year in a lot of ways for Brandon Staley. Like I did not know what this defense was going to look like. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just hard to to make those adjustments. Yeah. They go into the postseason, they get a guy off the fucking couch. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the fact that made a yeah, huge Weddle? play. Weddle made a oh. big play. Weddle made a big play, dude. You're getting He's not, he hasn't played in two years. How the hell do you do that? Got a shoulder in the ground and holds onto an ankle. It's got to feel great, man. Yeah. It's got to feel like a dream. You're just like, what what happened? Um, he has to be. He has to be a maniac workout guy, though. Yeah, he yeah. Has I to mean, be. come out not playing in two years and yeah. playing the secondary in the NFL. Yeah, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, no, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeesh. A quick stat: the 49ers, This is their fourth straight road game in the NFC Championship since 2003. When a play, when a team plays four straight road games, they're 0 and five straight up. Now 0 and six. Oh my gosh, dude! No Could've way. Used that last yeah. week. Yeah. Three. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, I I bought the four and. Um, I had the Niners, so everything's right. okay here. What do we think? The the line is four um, early Rams, yeah. Bengals. I'm so torn. Like, I want to have fun and bet this game. Correct. It's going to be hard for me to do. Because, you know, Correct. Aaron Donald's on one sideline and Joe Burrow and those guys are on the other sideline. Like, what do I do? Bet a total? How about Aaron Donald to be MVP? Ooh, mm. the odds on that are probably pretty uh, juicy. Yeah. All right, I could see that happening. I could sure see him going for four sacks, bro. No doubt. And with two weeks, he gets a little fullback and gets a touchdown in the Ooh, flat down on the goal line. I'd love that. They, I don't think he's that? A, they've ever thrown the ball to him. Ooh. Hey, yeah. Steve, before we let you go, and yeah. um, what a weekend it, it, it was, and I, I can't wait to talk next week, but like Tom Brady, scene stealing, your guys at ESPN, scene stealing. I, what's going on? Is he retired or not? Give me the Steve I, Coughlin. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's cr- like I, I really I was invested in a lot of college basketball games yesterday, Chris. So I wasn't doing the social media thing, checking. Who's so got was everybody fake. at ESPN? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, we were all watching college basketball. Oh, here's That's my only thing: saying. Why would Jeff Darlington, who's in his circle, correct? Why would he burn Tom Brady? Like, let me just light this million dollar bill on fire. Yeah. I got a friend for the rest of my life. I think Brady told them to say it. I think he mm-hmm. told them to break it to build tension for the next announcement, which is going to be like, I am retiring, but I'm also <laughs> launching a, a blockchain. You know what I mean? Or I'm launching yeah. like NFT, a, NFT drop. <laughs> that seems too minor. I think is an NFT yeah. one NFT. You think? No, no, not like, but when you drop it, it's kind of like a stock, like, so people can oh, buy and everything. Yeah. He is a commercial about it. So yeah. we're going to set odds here. We're not going to do it with Steve because he's got to go to Midnight Sports Center or whatever it is because, you yeah. know, Scott and him, they got that big show. <laughs> but, and please tell Scott we said hi. I will. But as soon as Steve gets off, we're going to set odds for what Brady's announcing. Okay. Steve, any, any idea what he might be announcing? You want to throw anything in the pot? Ooh. Um, maybe he's the new James Bond. He could be the new James Bond. Maybe the new James Bond. Okay, good. I'm going to put that at like plus 1,400. He's going, he's, maybe he's going into acting. Plus Ooh, 1,400. I, I like that. I like no, that He'd take. probably <laughs> rather have a studio or something he's opening. 
production studio or yeah. something. Hey, Steve. He should call you. You know how to do that he should, stuff. Now. He should call me. I fucking got a bunch of machines here. You got the thing. locks fixed on the front door, right? I got a guy that I got a guy that can play John Wilkes Booth here. Okay. Hey, Steve. Steve appreciate you, big dog. All right, guys. Thanks, have a Steve. good one. See Love ya. you. Love you. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket close to the day. Of course you can. Or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs, On Location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel just like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about game day. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets from Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering you the most exclusive ticket packages available. Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's Super Bowl on location. Nate, you are the marketing king. What do you think Brady's announcing? I think an NFT and or he's waiting to show respect and he's waiting to retire as a patriot and he wants to maybe go through that process so they can oh. so they can do that. Oh. So that's I, pretty interesting. You I think that would take long enough. When would he be able to do that? Like, like after the season, I would think. That would be a hell of a long sell for him to just sit there and He'd have to tell us what he's doing first. I think people are going to like break into his house if he doesn't announce anything. You know, no, I think but people I think, will be freaking out. I think low key, if he really is going to retire, I think this is like, yo, we're football players. That'll be like, that'll be like funny to you. Like, yo, like let everyone see me going out. They'll ask questions. I'll tell them like, yo, like let, like, let me be. I want my privacy. And just let it string along. Cause at the end of the day, it's just like, it, it like he 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 really might be coming back, but who knows? This is like the cat and mouse game that I he just, can play now. I just want to reemphasize <laughs> this. I totally get Schefter getting greedy and being like, "I'm going to break this story. I don't give a fuck if it's Tom Brady. I'm Tom Brady of breaking s- stories." So I get that part, but I don't get the Jeff Darlington thing. Clout is a hell of a drug, man. Hell of a drug. An no. interesting note: 15 million of Tom Brady's 20 million signing bonus was deferred to February 4th, 2020. If he retires before that date, the Bucks would recoup 16 million of his signing. So, they, so again, again, though, it makes even less sense why Darlington would go yep. rogue. Like presumably, if that's his guy, if he's one of the sources, I just don't believe. I'm going to be really interested to hear if we ever hear what happened with this. I mean, I would say probably 80-20 retire, right? Because there's no doubt in my mind that the source is probably correct. That that would be an incredibly ballsy thing to do unless Brady's going to reverse course and say he's coming back but I really do think it's a retirement with an announcement so if he uh, decides to continue the season his entire salary would be guaranteed on February 18th but voided if he decides to retire I don't think he needs the money but you know (laughs) it's certainly not insignificant pretty wild here talking about some of the the guys that get to slide in this Super Bowl okay Number one, if Odell Beckham Jr. Sr., <laughs> Odell Beckham Sr., 
doesn't send that video, you know, are the Rams even in this thing? I was wrong about Odell in LA. I did not think he would help them this much down the stretch. I think they'd be even scarier with Robert Woods. I still think that. But they found a way to work together. And McVay deserves a lot of credit for getting them to a place where he can be a big piece for them. I mean, they were backed up. He was their most trustworthy target. You know, Stafford, no questions asked. We're going to you. Big situations. He's been physical for them. He's taken big hits. He got blasted today by somebody on the sideline going down to the ground. And you haven't heard anything. Like, there's no, there's no, like, uh, Odell and this guy. It's L.A. You would have heard some. Matt Stafford is playing some of his best football at times. You know, not today all the time. I mean, I think he was a little banged up towards the end of the game, and he missed some throws early. But he's played pretty well with Odell. So, interesting for a lot of reasons, but we talked about the money the other day. Reed, give him the rundown of the money he's made. You know, we talked about Bitcoin that that value going down, he got paid in Bitcoin, so it'll probably go up, but it's at 38K now. So it's a cautionary tale to anybody who wants to, you know, look like a galaxy brain doing their contract. You know, this is tempting. No, it's going to I've go had up, that itch. But not to pocket watch. You were someone who had a bigger contract, yeah. and you got, you got a lot of marketing deals up front, and it's usually with guys like that. How many of your checks did you spend while you were playing? My my your playing, game checks. Well, I didn't get that much marketing money, to be honest. But how did you did you spend a lot of your game check money? Uh, some of it on real estate investment. Yeah. So there's no different than Bitcoin. But if on you think other about shit it. too. On other shit too. But yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it, yeah. it's, it's no different. Like I'm if not you think questioning about, the, the yeah. investment. I'm not here to go yeah, get in a dick measuring contest with uh, Elon Musk guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, I'm really into Bitcoin, right? You know I had machines four years ago. I remember ago. you mined Bitcoin. Yeah. We were talking about this this weekend. I was talking about somebody this weekend that Dr. Fax had a shell station with the side room, <laughs> and I walked in that motherfucker, and there were a bunch of machines humming, and I was like, what are we doing here? They're making I still blockchain. have them in my garage, some of them, some of the machines. <laughs> well, let's get them down here. Let's we, make some Bitcoin. And to run down Odell's contract, he signed a deal with the Rams worth 750000 yep. on November 12th. Now, so he would take it in Bitcoin. At the time, Bitcoin was worth $64,293. Um, on January 23rd, it was worth $35,400. So that deal is at, on January 23rd, it was worth 412953 down from seven fifty. dollars uh, He will be taxed at the seven fifty rate which in California is 50.3%. Yep. Mm. That means Odell, as of January 23rd, netted 35,703. Now that is, yeah. that is like some head math that is not obviously confirmed, but if you roll with that certain tax rate in that tax bracket, that's the number that and uh, then in the playoffs, he, he's gone off and he's made a lot of money. He, but is he getting paid in the playoffs like these bonuses? That these are these are playoff bonuses. Are they coming in Bitcoin as well? I'm not being funny. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm, coming at the Bitcoin community, Nate. No, yeah, I don't know. I've, um, I've looked it up and it, it's unclear, but he's yeah. made $1.25 million for these last two wins and could get another seven hundred and fifty grand if they win the Super Bowl. I wonder if he'd still take it in Bitcoin at this value. Now he did take his half of his brown salary in Bitcoin, which at the time uh, was a much higher yeah, rate, he made a much some better money on exactly. That. So maybe yep. he has netted 
Uh, listen, we're not fucking J- Jim Cramer here, <laughs> but like, I, I was interesting to me, and then to see that all the money he's making in the playoffs. Can I ask a question? Multiple millions, game checks of sixty-five k. Like the money adds up here in the playoffs. Can, can I get paid in Bitcoin? You? Yeah. I don't know. I have to clear that with upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> clear with that. But I'm sorry. All my all the uh, higher ups are they're in the metaverse. They're imaginary. Right. They're in actually imaginary offices. I just bought with blockchain. <laughs> The imaginary, in the I have an imaginary office building. So my cousin was telling me he was in the metaverse on his Oculus, right? Um, the yeah, the Oculus, yeah. Oculus, and when it starts you, whatever game he's playing, whatever it starts you in Grand Central Station in New York City. And he said the first corner he turned inside Grand Central, someone was trying to sell him a weed NFT <laughs> in the metaverse. <laughs> like there's like dealers. No, <laughs> yo, in the metaverse. So you can get like fake high. <laughs> like I guess, or you you maybe you buy NFT like for like a voucher for real weed somewhere. Hey, I am out. I'm just gonna say this. Like it may <laughs> at some point be a sound investment. Of course, like. You know, there's a lot of socially constructed value that we place on things, but I stop at imaginary uh, real estate. I just stop. Look, Look at this. That's that's hilarious. Guy's getting fucking. He's getting shook down for for uh, for an eighth. The very concept is an oxymoron. Like oh. real estate, it's supposed to be real. Yeah, you're very right uh, about that. Somebody needs to tell uh, these dig- these rocket ship state. emoji guys that. Um. Anyways, Odell, his dad, MVP. Forgetting him, uh, everybody's been talking about this, but what might have been, and he he he's proved right. A lot of people are saying, you know, he goes to L.A. It's part of it is, uh, you know, Green Bay was the right fit. He doesn't want to win, mm-hmm. etc. He's done a really good job, and they've done a good job of figuring him out. And um, there ain't a lot of figuring out to do. Maybe that's the, the 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 bottom line with Odell Beckham Jr. He's got a lot of a lot of career left. So a guy that you'd love to see win a Super Bowl, and he might do just that and you mentioned it that it did take them a couple weeks to figure out the right yep. way to use him because he's not robert woods he's not able to block and he's not as versatile no. <laughs> you saw today he was isoed on uh nick bosa and nick bosa kind of well, yeah. slid right through i don't him. think robert woods is blocking him either but right. i'm with you reed like totally different grunt work yep your capacities but you saw Especially late in the game when they needed a couple drives, those second and longs, those third and longs, Stafford found Beckham on the sidelines, and Beckham made those catches. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Clutch stuff. Made big catches down the stretch in Baltimore. You know, Mm -hmm. like, these are games that really mattered for them, and even when they weren't fully in sync, like, they have been able to trust him and go to him. Like, he hasn't hasn't blown it at all. And, you know, actually, the – they survived that big drop in the end zone from Skoronic. Is that yep. how I'm saying his name now? Skoronic? Yep. Skoronic. Skrillex. Ben Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex. Which that was his only target of today. What is Skrillex doing now? I don't know. I never really. That was never really. You're not uh, really a Skrillex a Cowboy guy. Reed's, oh, Reed's that's not a Cowboy Reed thing. <laughs> I, doing I remember Skrillex had that song with um, Rick Ross, that little remix, like Purple Lamborghini or something. I like miss that. Purple Lamborghini. Yeah, it was lit. I'm sure it was lit. Yeah, but think about some of the other guys. Like, obviously, okay, we're talking about the the Rams here. Stafford is a big one, okay? Like, imagine your whole career feeling trapped somewhere, getting out, and, like, having an opportunity to do this. Uh, you never want to give up on Detroit, but there were probably a lot of times where he was like, it's funny can I say uncle? 
Yeah, it's funny you say it. I mean, if you think about it, he was in a very similar situation that you were in. Yes. You got out, and you went, and you got a ring. No question, but but he is getting a chance to validate what I think could be a Hall of, Hall mm -hmm. of Fame career. Because of the position he plays, and because of his production in Detroit, like, he's not a position player looking to cash in on a ring. Like, they, he's going to have to face down you know, defeat or victory for this team at some point. Yep. And there's going to be an AB outcome. And that's a scary fucking thing. You know, like for you've played your whole career, worked so hard. You've gotten fucking pummeled that the hit in Jacksonville times a thousand in mm -hmm. Detroit. Um, and you want to validate all that hard work. And the sick part of this whole thing is Matt Stafford. Um, people are going to judge him if he doesn't get to the Super Bowl, he could make all yep. the throws and people were going to say, hey, what you did the last eight, 10 years doesn't matter. He could eat you all the oatmeal that it was with, fake. with Cooper no, Cup. No, they can't. They yeah. can't. They can't because the reason why No, they but I'm saying that's how scary it is for him. Like, it's not like just going to another team. Like, if I went to another team late in my career and didn't win a Super Bowl, nobody's judging me on not winning a Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl or they're not in the Super Bowl, the stakes are so high mm -hmm. for him. That's why I really respect his kind of his mental toughness as much as anything. Like and you saw him uh, be doubted that divisional or the uh, wild card round against the Cardinals. Yeah. He threw the ball 17 times. They won by a lot. Everyone was saying that's their ticket. Yep. Stafford can only throw the ball a few yep. times. Just let him throw, run the, run the ball, run the ball, yep. run the ball. The, uh, against Tampa, he throws the ball 38 times. He has a couple big throws down to Cooper Cup. Yep. Today, 31 of 45. Listen, he overcomes that earlier interception he, in the red zone that really wasn't his fault. You, 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 you've been playing for you've been playing football for a decade. You've thrown the ball for a country mile, and like your legacy boils down to three weeks. Mm -hmm. It's fucking. It's that's what it's about. That's why this stuff is. It's the biggest reality show in sports. I mean, like the, it's unfolding right in front of your eyes. And people that lose these games will never be the same. Like you can say you'll you'll be better, and you will. Like, but. You, you'll never be the same because of what's on the other side of that door that you didn't get to see. And so I'm looking at like Matt Stafford. I'm also looking at Whitworth. He was close a couple years ago. He was also a Bengal for a long time. So that's going to be interesting. And then Eric Weddle, who led the Rams in tackles. I mean, that's not necessarily means he played lights out, but he made some big plays for them. And he coming was on the off, couch a month ago. Off the street, how we yeah. say it. Gotta yeah. Grab a guy off the street. Grab a guy off the street. He happens to be <laughs> Eric Weddle. And he happens to be a guy who goes to the AFC Championship as a rookie, right? So thinking this is how things are. Mm -hmm. You know, I always remember my dad telling me one story that sticks in my mind. Whenever he has to go to talk to a team, that's, you know, like got a chance to do something special. Like his message was always don't take it for granted. Um, you know, even if you've won before and if you're here for the first time, don't think that it's an automatic that you get back. When he played in the Super Bowl and they won, you know, he's on top of the world. Like he's thinking this is life, dude. Like we're gonna be here a lot. You know, it's just like Mahomes wins the Super Bowl a couple years ago and People are saying this is this is the future. Like this is who the next ten years looks like. It's actually scary. Can anybody win? But the fucking Chiefs. And uh, you know whether you're Mahomes and you win one, or you're Eric Weddle and you play in an AFC Championship and you got Philip Rivers and you've been there. He never went back to the AFC Championship as a Charger. 
He played there a mm -hmm. long time. He thinks he gets a second shot with the Ravens. They look like a Super Bowl team. They lose to the Titans, I think, that year in the yep. divisional round. So this is such a, a crapshoot. My brother playing for the Chiefs, like, I wish I could say I know he'll get back to one. I don't know. And he's had a great career. And it's not fair. It's just not fucking fair. It's, it's, football is not fair. And that's okay. That's the way it is. But for these guys, it's a flip of a coin. You could be Eric Weddle, and maybe next week your whole career boils down to a win. Mm -hmm. Or you could be a guy like, uh, like you know, maybe on the other side, like Clark Harris, if the Bengals lose this game. He's the long snapper that looks a million years old. He looks like he, he drives a truck, right? Mm -hmm. he's, been, he's my age, pretty much. Guy like that might say, oh, I tasted the Super Bowl. It just It's not fair. It's... People's legacies get, get changed. And Michael Thomas is another guy who's been in Cincy for a long time. Great special teams player. People aren't talking about him. Think about the gravity of these situations for these guys. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It makes my hair stand on end because I've been there and seen it go the right way. Mm -hmm. And I've also felt like I've been on the brink of feeling it go the other way. I was about to mention, you yep. mentioned this a couple times. When you go into halftime and you were so close, you were between New England and Atlanta. Yeah, and you're like, you're, you're looking at yourself and you're saying, what? My career, what do I make what do I make of it? Do I hold this against myself that I'm not a champion? You know, you don't have those big conversations in your head, but you have these little fleeting thoughts where you're like, fuck dude. Well, it's not right, fair. You made the right decision. But it's not fair. And these guys like there's guys that you know, it's Whitworth deserves a ring. You know, mm -hmm. Weddle deserves a ring, but so does Clark Harris. Yeah. Fucking long snapper, been there since, you know, eighty eight. Um but you know when you sit back and think about Alex it. Mack. He lost today. When you when you sit back and think about it, that that's kind of like the that's the beauty of the game too. Yes, it's the it's there's nothing guaranteed. You know, like my brother started the year on the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Okay, Chiefs, you're thinking that's the team, right? They they start slow. You're thinking they're out. Then you're thinking, hey, they won eight in a row. They're the hottest team in football. The team that beat them today beats them. It's a roller coaster. You never know. Uh, and I just mentioned a guy named Alex Mack, who you know most of y'all know, Hall of Fame kind of center. He's been through the twenty-eight to three. Okay, he was a Falcon. He watched them blow that lead. He didn't. I got two rings. He deserves a ring. Fucking, he saw that. He's been a Brown most of his career, and then this today. Like, it's torturous for guys, man. Like, has close... Sanu goes to New England after losing 28-3, to mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, as a Falcon. Ends up on New England, and you're thinking this is like, you know, another New England Super Bowl team loses that game, loses this team. Robbie Gold, 2006. Mm. He's on the Bears. That's ancient, dude. Mm -hmm. This guy's been chasing it. So, not to get off on a tangent, but when you think about the gravity of these situations... It is, you're always going to feel for a guy. And every time a, a team loses a game like this, you got a bunch of Robbie Golds, Alex Max. Um, Alex Mack was on that loss at 28 to 3. The next year, they lost 15 to 10 against the Philadelphia Yeah, Eagles. we beat them 15 10. You know, we, we ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, but they were a pretty good team. You know, had they beaten us, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Jalen broke up that, that ball in the corner of the end zone to Julio, but just go show you. Trent Williams, the guy deserves a fucking ring. High ankle, Boy. he's out yep. there and just battling his ass off it's tough man they can't win them all you know not everybody gets one and it's just a fucking you feel for these guys but i really feel for uh tart you know and i, I just want to say this he's not 
if he doesn't make that play last week, they're not there. Mm -hmm. And Kittle pointed that out after the game. Mm -hmm. And they've done a great job as a team of standing up for each other. I mean, they really have. <laughs> no one wants to hear that, though. Yeah, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is true. I mean, like, they're literally not in that game, and we're talking about if it's not him making the tackle, you're talking about some other guy who dropped coverage before the half and gives up a touchdown. So somebody's got to wear that, and it's probably him. He's probably your hollow man because if they catch that ball, mm -hmm. the game's probably different. That's a field goal, tie ball game. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. So now you've got Jimmy G probably on the move. Um, and by the way, Mahomes' stat of the playoff this week was with less than 5% chance winning, like all the stuff he does. How about with 95% chance yep. today? I mean, that was tough. And there, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart on Nintendo <laughs> Switch, right? Sure. And that game rewards the team that hangs in the back, mm -hmm. okay? That, that rewards yep. the cart. Because my son, like Luke, he's on lap three five minutes after us. He's yep. going the wrong way. He's getting pulled out of the drink. Like, they give him a that big giant bullet that yeah, races yeah, yeah. to the front every time they fix the game for the team in the back. The Chiefs, they've got to remember, like teams that are playing them are kind of like Mario Kart teams mm -hmm. in the back. Like they, they need to play more in phase. Maybe they don't need big leads. I don't know. Like people are getting the red turtle shells and the three mushroom pack and the whole thing. Look at how good they are when they go down in yes. that first quarter, first half, and then versus when they kind of go Mario up with that Kart lead. team. Exactly. And exactly. At the, <laughs> exactly. And Mario Kart team. At the end of the half, as we talked with Steve, yeah. you get those points, you go up two touchdowns. Yep. Instead of trying to go up three scores, 17 points, uh, and then you're stuck at 11 because yes. you don't get that that tackles made. They just don't. They, they by they, Apple. They're better with a boot in their ass trying mm -hmm. to, you know, going 100 miles an hour. Jimmy G probably on the move. And now, like, the tough part comes for Shanahan because conversely, McVeigh gets the monkey off his back. Shanahan's like, damn, we were a throwaway two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, a throwaway. So I'm not blaming myself. It was the right call. You know, like, I deserve a fucking ring. <laughs> you know? Again, Shanahan, no ring. Jimmy makes a throw. Like, you know, we have this conversation with Hall of Famers, the whole thing. It's overrated. Patrick Mahomes is 37-1 and one when leading by 15 or more points. That was his first loss when leading by two. Incredible. Seven. And what were they up the first time they played Cincinnati? Two, two touchdowns just under that? Yep. Being a Mario Kart team. You gotta figure out, they gotta figure this out. Um, they gotta drop the bananas behind them. They're going right, the wrong right. they're going, they're going the wrong. 
But it, the game is fixed, is what I mean to say. It just reminded me of Luke. Like, would, they can't be the team. Because I feel like the Chiefs when I play with my kids. Like, I get a big lead, and then the game is fixed. Like, they come back out of nowhere. They, that's what they're allowing the Bengals to do. So, I don't know if it works, but that's what they're allowing the Bengals to do. And um, we had Mahomes in rematch games, which you talked about. He was 4-1 and one coming into today with a 133.2 passer rating. Yep. Now 4-2, and two, and... As we mentioned with Steve, Burrow jo- joins Tom Brady. Yep. He's the only two guys to beat Mahomes. And again, go back, flood that blue wire post That's from right. about 8 to 12 weeks ago. We were fucking right! Yeah, we were, yeah. There were some people that were really on me about that, but they, <laughs> listen, the mobility in the pocket, mm-hmm. the, the ice water through the veins, the whole thing. The boy, the ice water through the veins. You, and you mentioned it with Steve. He, he has that run for a first down. He kind of gets piled on. Not, not a late hit, not anything like that, but he did get kind of yeah. dived upon. He jumps right up. And he, not even like a big signal, but he just has that walk. Strut. He just has that the strut. fucking strut, Right dude. back to And boy, I can't imagine what that makes the, the, the rest of your the, offense feel. And like, the defense. Look at this fucking guy. And the defense. Like, yep. He's really hard to flap. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins, God bless him, they tried to trade up to get him. That's what I heard. The, yep. the last couple of days, they made sure to get that out. <laughs> Even though, as you pointed out, Justin Herbert's Justin there anyway. Herbert's so, still there. Um, Tattle in on yourself. <laughs> but Jimmy G, man, he's got a couple options um, next year. And I wanted to hear what you had to, to say as a Broncos fan. Well, so Saints, Broncos, uh, Washington football team, the Steelers are probably the, three, the four that have come to the top, yeah, um, risen to the top. Uh, Washington and Denver both in a prime position to take a quarterback in the draft if they choose to do so. And obviously, Denver's been tied to Aaron Rodgers. There's a significant difference between Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers. A little bit. Except Do you want for, the guy that won the, the, the quarterback duel? Right. This, this, yeah, that's the, that's, the, um, that's the only thing holding it up is that Aaron Rodgers, across the board, his stats are significantly higher, but... Head to head, the last yeah. couple times, Jimmy G. What is he four zero against him? Yeah. yeah. So um, now you wouldn't be seeing Aaron Rodgers until the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, if like he stays in Green Bay, hey, I Bay. like the way Broncos fans think. Right, right, right. Now we now the way we have this laid out, <laughs> we wouldn't be seeing him to the Super Bowl after Damn we knock right. off the other three. But we have a much better track record uh, in free agency with quarterbacks over the last ten years than uh, than you do. You well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, with the damn Super Bowl, I'll take that fucking, with yeah, uh, no Teddy question. Bridgewater. Signing, and honestly, your fine. team, your team's floor is is super high. Yep, like they've just been the so. defense is there, and we have plenty of cap space to re-sign the players in the secondary that yep. we need to re-sign and go out. And I would be happy with the Jimmy G. He is an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. He can make a deep downfield throw. He takes a few more risks, and he's also a, yeah, he's his, a, he's a fuck it guy. Yeah, and I think you pair him with. Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. and you could have something that maybe gets you a little closer to... We had a lot of close games this season. Yeah. That can get you over the hump, because we had a lot of late in the fourth quarter, third quarter, second half, we needed some scores. Yes. Couldn't get them. With with a player like Jimmy I think, G, I think that that could I think come Nathaniel through. Hackett... I mean, like, Shanahan hadn't been able to coach the, the, the scary throws mm-hmm. out of him, but maybe Hackett, with his hip-hop teacher background right. can relate to Jimmy G and kind of right. get on his level as a youth and tell him, <laughs> hey man, we, it'd be rad to stop throwing 
the ball behind receivers in the third. Hey, bro, fourth. don't do this, do so, that. Yeah. Oh, now I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's all Shanahan had to do. Be relatable. With uh, Jimmy G, we mentioned this on our live stream. He has. He seemed to have a great pocket presence today yes he did he could feel he when they when he needed to step up move left right he could feel when somebody was looping behind him teddy bridgewater is not very good in in the pocket from what we've yeah, seen and yeah. and it sucks to say that because i like teddy bridgewater's we as love a quarterback, teddy bridgewater but he did take a number in third and long third like plays where you need to make a play he yeah. did hold the ball too long get a little flustered and he was sack throw away and that's something that maybe with a change of quarterback, Jimmy I just G feel could, like the Broncos can't can't do that. I think the Broncos have to either, <laughs> I, I think, unless the musical chairs stop, mm-hmm. I think the Broncos have to do something a little bit more aggressive. Like people will look at Jimmy G as like an, I don't know, like we didn't go for yeah. it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And, and I think the Saints would be a good one. You mentioned this earlier. System is similar. Similar. Um, what Sean Payton now retired yep, ran. Yep. We'll see. Maybe and they continue to run the same system. That's right. I don't know. I don't love Washington because I think this team, this team, team's got a lot of good players. Man, mm-hmm. like take a chance, do something big if you can. Yep. Um, same thing with the Texans. Like not the same thing with the Texans, but the Texans. I don't feel like that's the spot for him. Although you can't underestimate the fact that Casario's there. Right. You know. Has um, the, the New England connection. But I'd rather have a young, unproven Davis Mills. On a rookie deal. On a rookie deal than a Jimmy G that you have That's to right. run and get. Pittsburgh is the team that makes sense. Yep. Pittsburgh is the team Agreed. that makes sense. I think I think they do they do make sense. I mean, if, if your other option is Mason Rudolph. Right. I'm going with the guy who's won a bunch of playoff games, dude. I mean, um, I, I don't care if he, he throws some scary balls. I like the upside of having a guy like that. And he can get the ball to the playmakers, to Deontay Johnson, to Claypool, to Juju. The quick Um, stuff, man. And they have $41 in cap space. They need to do stuff along that offensive line that enables them to be able to do that while signing. And uh, you have a great running back room. Yeah, yeah. Najee and Benny Snell. Listen, he just put a team a lot like that. I mean, different, but like with some of the same pieces, Mm -hmm. rushers, um, you know, kind of an attitude about them, some exciting playmakers on the outside when they catch the ball and do the right things and don't signal first down with 30 seconds to go in the game in two-minute drill and shit like that. Uh, and Najee Harris, a good running back. I mean, like, the, in the room to spend spend some money. So I actually like Pittsburgh there for him, and I hope he, I hope he gets a good opportunity because, mm-hmm. listen, he's everybody's least favorite guy. And I don't think it's all fair all the time i i think people need to realize that you're kind of holding the quality of the football team against him if he were on any other middling team we'd be like hey it's fun to watch yep. you'd look at the the glasses half full and maybe the, the niners prop him up but i will say this i don't think anything mina kime said was unfair mm. on tv when I saw Jeff Garcia's comments, I was like, what the fuck Clown. did Mina say, dude? Yeah. I was like, what could Mina have said? Oh, yeah, she's just a woman. That's the whole thing because everybody in sports media raised their hand if you've said something about Jimmy G to the effect of that the team is, is better than the quarterback. The team is really, really good, man. Okay? Jimmy G's a good quarterback. He's a good NFL quarterback. That is not an insult to say even that he's that he's a middle of the pack quarterback in the NFL. There are 
32 fucking starting quarterbacks at any given time on the planet. Like, you have to hit it out of the park to be a good one. And he's a pretty good one. So, listen, Jimmy G takes some lumps, the whole thing. You mentioned Tart. If he doesn't make a yeah. play yeah. last week, they're not here. Same thing with Jimmy G. In the first, like, if he doesn't have that drive in the wild yep. card game, yep. they're not there. And that's the moment when everyone was like, oh, he's going to fail. He's going to drop the yeah, ball. He's and, done it. And then and he, he does the, the thing bell. that, yeah. Then he goes to Green Bay, outplays Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Outplays Aaron Rodgers in the cold, in the snow, and in Lambeau, which Aaron Rodgers had asked for. So despite his interception at the end of the game, where Aaron Donald and Von Miller stepped up when they needed to, he had them in a position to win and brought a team that last year was 6-10, and 10, and early in the season everyone wrote off. Um, let me throw out, throw out just two other ones. and you, Panthers and the Detroit Lions. Yeah. What do you think? Like, if th- either of those teams, I know Carolina re-signed or, you know, is bringing Darnold back and uh, Goff's contract in Detroit is still... I want something active. better than that for Jimmy. Yep. I do. I'm Again, like, his team likes Jimmy. Yeah. Like, when Jimmy leaves, they're going to be bummed. You know, again, I think it's just important to note, criticizing Jimmy G is something that's been done a lot mm-hmm. this year, okay? We, we good on that, guys? That, <laughs> and, and gals, like, if you're gonna fucking jump on Mina about that, jump on me about it. Because I have said 15 different ways that, you know, the team is better than the quarterback, and that's not a fucking, it's not like we're putting him down. I just talked about how rare it is to, to occupy that spot in the NFL. He's a good player. He's won playoff games, but he's just not the guy there, mm-hmm. probably. And like, if you're Shanahan, you've already said what your intentions are. Like, there's nothing else to do here, right? Mm-hmm. You go out and draft Trey Lance, and yep. he's not even far enough along that we saw a bunch of them. Right. So Jimmy, to his credit, has staved him off. You know, whether do you that was think the, maybe the Niners re-sign him to a one year. Things just fell so well for them this year. Yep. I mean, like, it's a tough call it only you know where that kid is right and that's the wild card in this whole thing is like where is that kid you know it's interesting because we saw him early we saw him in the first game on yep. on i believe the first or second drive and yeah. he had that uh red zone call yeah and then we saw him very sparsely maybe the, the announcement season. is that tom brady's forcing a trade to join to his, his his uh <laughs> his childhood team yeah so i don't know uh what a weekend this weekend gave you everything you you wanted, including a Tom Brady sourcing snafu. So, and talk about backwards. Burrow, best quarterback under pressure yeah. throughout the whole year. Today he was five of ten, forty yards and a pick. One yeah. under pressure. Yeah, that's crazy. So. That's crazy, dude. You do not know what's going to happen. Do we have an early Super Bowl lean from you guys? Who do you want to win, Reed? Who do you want to win, Nate? Um, your heart, not your head. My heart. Yeah. I think the Bengals. I'm, uh, I I'm, think, I'll, yeah, I think the Bengals. I say the Rams just because Von Miller. I want him to get another ring. I want Aaron Donald to get a ring. Joe Burrow's going to be back. Andrew Whitworth would be great to have a, Stafford. Have a ring. Stafford. Um, it's honestly hard, Odell. Dude. You know, I might be Rob Lowe for the game. Yeah, <laughs> I might be Rob Lowe. Going into today, I, I was Rob Lowe. Any four of these teams. I felt like Kyle Shanahan, I would yeah. love to have him get a ring. Kyle Long, yeah. I would love. The Kyles. Know, the Kyles. Um, the Kyle Super Bowl, that would have been great. 
It could still um, happen. It could still happen. Maybe in another universe. Yeah, you know? in a metaverse. Metaverse, that's right. Or next year somewhere. I mean, like, I... I <laughs> with the metaverse he's like maybe in another universe <laughs> kyle you're not listening to this <laughs> reed reed thinks it's possible either way with this uh super bowl this is going to be the second time in super bowl history we've seen two first overall quarterback picks face off against each other wow matt stafford drafted first overall in 2009 and joe burrow obviously 2020 and how about the georgia lsu uh, uh, chat room it's uh, probably it's, blowing up right and now. And we've got a guy, you know, more LSU. There's so many factoids Super Bowl <laughs> yep. week. LSU guys could win a national here's championship a, in college and one of the pros. Nate pointed that one out. Here's a here's a fact. What for you? The <laughs> the esports championship last year had more viewers than the Super Bowl last year. Really? Wow. Th- that's how popular they are. That's how popular we need a Twitch. Get Nate a team. Yeah, we need a Twitch. He's really pouring it on to get a Twitch team. He's mentioned that twice. I mean, it's just I think it's a good investment. I'm trying to get I'm trying to give you some investment things that I can I can throw. You bring in a couple of your old Bitcoin machines in (laughs) and we'll talk about esports and the whole thing. I'm actually gonna be Rob Lowe. I'm not gonna determine who I want to win the Super Bowl yet. Okay. Matt Taylor. I'm waiting for the uh, Groundhog to uh, decide what he's doing before I make a Super Bowl. Really? Pick. You're going to yeah. wait for Groundhog Day? I've got a little uh, theory on, on okay. Groundhog Poxitani Day. Poxitani Phil, Bowls. huh? Poxitani Phil. The unofficial, official Greenlight Podcast holiday. Yeah, man. And Kingston? Big Groundhog at greenlightpodcast.com. Please, big Groundhog shirts. Yeah, if I, They're in sick. And if you hurry up, you might get one. Yeah. And a shout out to everybody who tuned into the live stream. We appreciate you following and commenting. Jordan, good conversations. Way to bring up the hard-hitting. Uh, yeah, Jordan with the – he went full, like, conspiracy yeah. today. We playing in Football a hangar. conspiracy. And, I mean, these are all actors. That. He was kind of right. I mean, you know, the, the, home, the home team yeah. playing – in the Super Bowl, but why yeah. wouldn't they put? But why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they put the Rodgers and Brady because, in there? Because it's L.A., bro. You and the listen, Super Bowl. just like you said, the cheapest ticket is yeah. six thousand dollars. Roger Goodell knows what he's doing, and you and they, <laughs> and the they, cheapest ticket, bro. Which that's the cheapest, and L.A. folks. They 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 play they pay for floor seats at terrible Laker games for thousands of dollars. How yeah. many Pokemon cards do you have to sell on eBay to cover a six thousand dollar ticket? Base set Charizard. <laughs> if I had a base set oh, Charizard, I would love to get a base set Charizard. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in the live stream. Yeah, please keep doing that. And if you like what you heard here, please check out the website greenlightpodcast.com. We have a weekly newsletter. Check it out. Lastly, one more shout out to my brother. Love you. Sorry, came up short. That. It's a motherfucker, but absolutely proud of uh, of the way he battled this year. I mean, fucking broke his leg in, I don't know, what was it, May or June or July, and you're just thinking, damn, more of the same. Like, his injuries have kind of piled up. That's what happens when you get older. But he battled his ass off to be back and was available. And uh, and feels great, man. So you never know. Might see Kyle again next year somewhere. I don't know. Love you, buddy. Congrats, Kyle. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket close to the day? Of course you can. Or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. You want to craft a perfect confetti angel just like I did? Go to the game with On Location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering you 
the most exclusive ticket packages available. Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Oh. 